the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, hosted by Mike O'Kelly, presented by Sales Builder Academy. The goal is to survive and thrive all phases of outside sales, whether you're getting in, dominating, or getting out. Surviving Outside Sales. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. I hope everybody is having a fantastic, fantastic start to their week. We're already into the summer months. It is absolutely crazy how fast the summer has gone by. So I want to I want to start off by talking about a couple things. Okay. The first is there was a massive layoff again in the pharmaceutical world that touched me in the dermatology world. And the entire sales division was released. The entire sales division was released. And the press, the press release from the company, from the CEO, was that they didn't have a long enough cash runway to support the sales and to support the company. So they laid off 50% of the company, which included all of the sales professionals because they want to have a long enough cash runway, i.e. the executives still have their job until January when they have another, they have a new product coming out and then they're going to build out a new commercial team to release that. So they're letting all their commercial team go in May, at the end of May. So this was the last day of May, May 31st or maybe it was June 1st, I can't remember, but it was middle of last week. And they let all the sales team go. And then they're going to rehire a sales team in January, February, or March of next year. And so the reason why I bring this up is I'm not bashing the company. I'm not bashing the CEO. But I just have to keep reiterating and giving you sales professionals a wake-up call. You can lose your job any day, okay? You can lose your job any single day because what the CEO has to do is in the best interest of the company. Now, I don't necessarily believe that the best thing to do is fire all the salespeople. However, if you've been listening to this show, you understand There's something called the sunset effect. Okay. The sunset effect is a sales professional leaves a territory. They're still getting business from the hard work that that sales professional put in for months, sometimes years down the road. Because if you're in outside sales, you're not communicating with your buyers every single day, every single week, and sometimes not even every single month. You might go two months or three months before you check in or you come back and have another meeting or a follow-up, whatever. But again, don't use those words, but that's what you're doing. You're following up. You're checking in. You're checking on the progress. You want to make sure there's pull through on your product or service. So there's still the company is still going to be making money from those sales professionals. Now, is it going to be as much as if they were still in the field? No. However, What they're not doing is they're not paying. So their overhead has dramatically plummeted. Their cost of doing business 
has dropped unbelievable. I mean, you get rid of 50, 50% of the company, you probably dropped maybe 70% of the cost because sales professionals make more than people in the home office. Not the executives, but there's a lot of people in the home office support staff that make anywhere between 60 and 120,000 a year. And sales professionals in the field make more than that. So I'd say probably maybe 60%, let's say 60%. 60% of their costs just went away just like that overnight. But they're still going to get those sales. Even their lowest performing territories are still going to be generating revenue for three months, a solid three months. And that could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. It could be a million dollars, depending upon what type of products they have. And I don't know their portfolio, but they had three products. I think there was three. There was three products. So I would say each territory probably on average per quarter was probably bringing in roughly uh, $200,000 to $350,000. I'd say that's what an average territory was bringing in. Okay. So you let go of 30 sales reps or 35 sales reps. You kind of see what we're, we're talking about here. This is the decision that the leadership had to make. Okay. And this is one of the things I really want you to understand. Management does not specifically care about you. Does that mean that they don't care about their people? Absolutely not. But here's the thing, okay? Their sole purpose, a CEO's sole purpose is to the owner of the company or the shareholders, okay? The people that have invested their money. If you are an employee, you are not thought of in the room because you haven't put any money into the company. The investors have, the owner of the company has, and that CEO wants to keep their job. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be cutthroat, okay? Because what they also don't want to have is a reputation in the industry that they are impossible to deal with, and you don't want to work for that company because it's a butcher shop. So they have to balance saving the company with saving reputation, okay? And when I was just a sales professional, I hated it. I didn't understand it. But the more I've started talking to these executives and understanding what their process is, it makes total sense. And you have to understand the business principles behind it. If you are going to be the best sales professional, you can be. And understanding how to read a P&L sheet. And this goes to the overall topic of what I'm talking about on the Surviving Outside Sales podcast and what, I've ta- what I'm talking about on the Sales Builder Blueprint in the business of sales. What just happened last week was the business of sales. Sales as a business is closing. The business of sales is everything else. And that is the education that I'm trying to provide and giving people a glimpse and a view into the business of sales. Last week was business decision. It was nothing personal. That CEO made a decision based on the long-term survival of the company, okay? I want you to think about this. If you're out in the wilderness, and let's say you have an infection in one of your arms or one of your legs, okay? And you don't want to get gangrene, or maybe you got gangrene, well, they always say one of the things to do is you have to cut off the limb to save the body. And that is what 
sometimes happens in the sales world. Now, I, I don't agree, and this is just my opinion, I don't agree that you should just get rid of the salespeople. There has to be a reason behind that, that maybe I don't understand because it happens all the time when you see, oh, they let go of all the sales reps, but everybody at the home office kept their job. I don't know what that's about. Now I can have my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my opinion. It's not fact. I think it's very short-sighted that you are getting rid of the very people that will drive revenue. But I'll tell you what I think the conversation was in the room when they decided to lay people off. Okay. Uh, I do believe that this company that laid off all these people, they had just had a merger six months, maybe less than a year prior. Whenever your company has a merger with another company, even if you keep your job, you have to understand there's a ticking time bomb. Okay. Because the amount of money that was spent to purchase or acquire a company, they have to recoup that money somehow. It's very expensive, okay? So the first place they're going to look in the sales world is the sales professional. It doesn't make sense. I don't agree with it, but guess what? I'm not making those decisions. I believe you should probably get rid of some support staff before you get rid of people that are driving revenue. But again, I don't know everything about the, the back end of those businesses. I only know what I've talked to with executives, but... The decisions that are made are not, oh, you know what? I really like Mike and Charlotte. I, I really hate to do this. It is, all right, we got to let Mike go. We got to let Susie go. We got to let Steve go. We got to let the entire sales team go because we are out in the wilderness. We don't have food. We've got an infection. We need to control it. Let's just chop off an arm. That's the business of sales. That is the unfortunate part of the industry that. If you're listening right now, you're working or you're trying to get into. If you have your eyes wide open and you just understand what is going on, it is going to be a much smoother career and world for you. Just don't have your head in the sand. And don't be unprepared for that. So I just wanted to kind of touch base on that in the beginning. It's a real shame. I know some people that were impacted by it. Um, and you just hate to see that. You hate to see that, but you have to understand, and I'm telling you right now, if you are in the sales world, you have to understand the business of sales. I talk about it in the sales builder blueprint. My, my new course that I just released. Uh, and by the way, if you're listening right now, I'm going to extend the down to, to kickoff. If you just want to shoot me an email, um, Mike at surviving outside sales, I'll give you all the details. But if you want to take advantage of that, you can just shoot me an email, Mike at surviving outside sales in the sales builder blueprint. I talk about the business of sales and understanding the back end. I was very fortunate early in my career. I worked for a company like enterprise where I was forced to understand how to read a P and L sheet. I was forced to understand how every decision that I made as a manager of a branch affected the bottom line, because guess what? It affected my commission. The, the, the profitability of the branch directly correlated to my commission. So you better believe I knew exactly every dollar that was going in and out of that branch. And I understood the costs. I understood how much my employees were costing me. I understood how much they were bringing in. I understood where we needed to drive revenue. I understood where we needed to control costs. So 
I was very fortunate at a very young age in my career that I understood the business of sales. I think that's the reason why my entire career, I've thought of my territories as my own business and I've run them as the blueprint of business of sales, as opposed to just a closing factory, just close, 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 just single sales interactions. I've always seen it in a much bigger scope, but I think that you need to as well. Even if you don't decide to join the sales builder blueprint, that's okay. You need to start thinking about your business as a whole and what affects it. So if you're working for a company, you need to understand how do they make money? How do they make money? I was talking to a sales rep two, three weeks ago, right before Memorial Day weekend. And he was talking about, you know, I don't understand. They said the territory is not profitable. He was put on a PIP, a performance improvement plan. And he didn't understand because he's like, I mean, I'm doing you know, 250,000 in sales a quarter. So I'm doing about a million a year. I said, okay, well, how much are you making? And he told me how much he was making. And I said, okay, he was in, he's in the pharmaceutical world and he's got a ton of samples, ton of samples. Okay. And they're, I mean, they have, this company has got so many people at their corporate office. They have, they have a chief sales officer. So they have a CSO. They have a VP of sales. They, they have a VP of product development and sales. They have assistant GM of sales and sales training. They have a director of sales. They have a director of training. Um, so I don't know who the assistant GM reports to. So right there, you've got like eight executives in the sales department. So I can tell you right now, they can't decide on anything. I mean, first of all, you got VP of you have some something called the assistant general manager of sales and training. You've got product development. You've got director of sales, director of training. Then you've got regional director. Then you've got a regional manager. So the regional directors are over the regional managers. And then the regional managers ha- are over district managers. And then they have, they have two district trainers. I, I just, I looked at the, I'm not going to say the company, but I looked at the LinkedIn and I just started laughing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, no wonder you're doing a million in sales a year. And you're probably costing the company money because their overhead is probably through the roof. They can't make any profitability. There's some companies I've worked for where it was literally sales division, director of sales, sales division, regional manager, VP of sales. That's efficient. You don't have too many cooks in the kitchen uh, trying things, but a lot of overhead. So it's just little things like that. It's understanding the business of sales and the business of your company. How do they make money? What is your unit cost? How much is the cost to produce? One thing that absolutely killed me is I took over a position with post-procedure kits, okay? And I was walking into accounts and I took over several in Charlotte, in Raleigh, slash Wilmington, and then Charleston slash Savannah. And I was just stunned at how many samples 
they handed me. Now we didn't have samples in the traditional pharmaceutical sense. Like they were FDA controlled and there were a lot numbers like, yeah, there were a lot numbers, but I mean, it was, it was silicone and in different viscosities with different products. It wasn't something that, um, you know, there's no, there's no contraindications unless you just happen to have an allergy to silicone, which is like one in a million, but there was no, you know, it was not ingested, et cetera. So, but I was just amazed that I'd also go to some of these, these clinics and these offices and the amount of product that they had. And so I went and I looked at the amount of product had from these three territories. And at one point it was like $50,000 worth of samples. It was ungodly. And I'm like, well, no wonder, you know, no wonder these territories were costing the company a ton of money. Look at the outlay of product, which by the way, was not needed. But I'd also go into these clinics and these clinics would be loaded up with thousands of dollars of samples. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'd go into a clinic and they would just, and by the way, when I say samples, like there were some small little sachet kits, but mostly the quote unquote samples were the full size tubes, which killed me because I couldn't sell anything to these clinics because they already had thousands of dollars worth of tubes that were quote unquote gifted them that they were selling and making a profit off of. So again, it's understanding the back end of the business, understanding how the money comes in, how the money is allocated and how you can really drive revenue. So the business of sales really is all encompassing. Okay. It's not just closing. It's not just focusing on your singular task of getting to a yes or getting the, the, the line on the, uh, the sign, um, the sign, getting them to sign on the dotted line. That is not simply sales. You have to understand all of the back end. Okay. If you're an outside sales and your company is paying for your gas, they're paying for your car, they're paying for your insurance, they're paying for workers comp, they're paying for all these different things monthly. Okay. Things that you're not quote unquote benefiting from. They're covering these costs. If you're an outside sales, I mean, shoot, that could be $500, $600 just in gas a month, you driving around, not to mention the five to $750 on your car allowance. Right off the bat, you're costing the company $1,500. Then 401k, it's all the payroll they have to pay for. It's all the insurances that they have to pay for. And when I'm talking insurances, you have to also understand, it's not just the health insurance. They have to pay for all different types of business insurances in case they get sued. They have to have different types of insurances in case something happens to you in the field. It is ridiculous how much, and I'm going through this right now, opening my first uh, brick and mortar uh, franchise store for Restore Hyper Wellness. I tell you, it is just the amount of money that's just going out right now is absurd. So, so it's understanding the two sides of the sales world. Sales is a business. Yes, it's very important, but the business of sales, I can't reiterate this enough. I hope it doesn't come across preachy. You have to become a student of your business and what affects your profitability, what affects your costs and how much revenue you need to drive in order to make a big profit for your company. Because that is how you're going to get paid, and that's also how you're going to keep your job. Because even if you were getting paid and you're making what you think is a good amount of money, like let's say you're making 150 and you're thinking to yourself, man, this is great, it's awesome, you could be costing the company money every day you're in the field. And they're not going to come out to you, they're not going to come out to you every day and say, oh, hey, Mike, you know, you're costing the company money. So 
just want to let you know, if you don't get revenue up, we're going to have to let you go. It usually comes into either a PIP. By the time you get a performance plan, it's over. It's over. Okay. Let's be honest. Once you get a performance plan, I've never been on a performance plan, but I've heard once you get on a performance plan, it's basically like lights out. They're basically just creating documentation to fire you. So don't let that happen. And the best way to not let that happen is to become a student of your business and understand the business of sales. If you would like to take a course, an online course, plus some live coaching with me about the business of sales, reach out to me, Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Download the episode, share with like-minded individuals, and continue the conversation and talk to other people about the business of sales and what they're doing to get better. They might give you some tips and share some insights. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. And um, we'll catch you tomorrow. Surviving Outside Sales. Bye-bye.